Dumpedijan. I am your DM, Joshua Wilkinson.
famous <laughs> squeeb quote, my parents are dead. <laughs> Incredible. What are we thinking? I mean, since we posted it in the, in the meme channel on the Discord as soon as this episode goes live. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. oh, hey, boy. let's see if we can remember this time, Tim. Spoiler, we won. <laughs> uh, what do we think? Um, Comedy-wise, I love it. Like, I don't have enough skateboards for you, mate. Um, great. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it is my parents, and it, you know it's pretty rude to talk ill of the dead. So um, I'm, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you half of all of my skateboards. Um, but thank you. Wow, that's huge. <laughs> that's like a life ruining amount of skateboards. Mm. You do not have space for that. No, Dan. But I'm glad you rid space. of them. I've got way too many. So housing's a real problem in New Zealand right now, though. So with that amount of skateboards, I don't know. This there's probably something you could do. Timber. <laughs> there's a mobile home punchline in here somewhere but i'm not smart enough to put it together <laughs> oh shit. that's gonna get cut <laughs> right right you're gonna cut that right no nah. nah, we print it raw <sighs> well i i think this is great i'm sorry squib Right. I think this own, is great. Everyone has different um, customs, you know? Fine. Well, you know what? <laughs> Crixie's parents are also dead, and uh, she got over it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 14, right? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe a year or two older. Like, so. um, honestly, guys, this is great. Honestly, fan, fanfic, fan art, and now you're giving us memes. Incredible. Like, I couldn't love you guys more. Like so, shout out Dan. This is this is really really good, and I think I'm going to give you a mithril meme trophy for this. Ooh, our first mithril trophy, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, it is. It is. Nice. Keep keep it up. So light. Ooh, D- Dan, I love it. It made me giggle very much. Uh, I kept it secret from the gang because it was very funny. Um, I remember how hard that line made me laugh because I believe that it was during the very, very tense episode. It was like just after Trier had kicked Halcyon and it was Squeeb trying to really like bring the yeah. mood down. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad that it, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad that it will live on uh, forever in beautiful meme form. Uh, and my review is, oh God, I need a new bit. That's my review, Dan. Dan, can you send me a new bit? <laughs> All, every time I say my review, all I want to do is say Pride of the South, and it's so hack at this point. I need you back. Can you email me and send me just some ideas for bits? Because it's really hard to come up with like funny and interesting ideas every week, and I feel like you get it. Like you can have like a real fun meme. And it's hey, real hey fun Harris, can we just can we just go over here? Harris, can we just go over here real quick? Yeah, just... no, I'm fine. No, hey, no, it's okay, bud. No, no, it's okay, I'm fine. Bud. I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a man. I'm a okay. big strong sure? man. I'm a big strong man. I don't cry. I'm fine. <laughs> That's my review. Be a big strong man. Uh, at existential crisis, <laughs> worth the <of> points. <laughs> <laughs> well, the follow up, the great review. Thank you, Harris. Um, I think uh, this 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 meme. I've got to give a. Uh, I think one of my eyes is crying in laughter 
uh, <laughs> one of them is just like it's 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 it loves this meme with its whole heart and soul in its eyeball, and then it also it, it, the this whole moment was incredibly funny when it happened, and I love reliving it. And then the other eye is crying out of sadness because R.I.P. Sad cockroach dad and mom. <laughs> Uh, wish you were still here. <laughs> you didn't see that audience. <laughs> Jane flipped you off. Yeah. <laughs> cool it, Jade. Cool it. Look, okay, look, I, I can't, I can't control myself anymore. I'm gonna give this uh, four thumbs up. <laughs> this really got Whoa. me. My internet was the slowest. My internet, I know, I know. <laughs> Prestigious. Um, my internet was slow, so it loaded the image after everybody else. <laughs> and it still got me, even though, like, everybody else had started cracking up. It still got me. Went right through my defenses. Four thumbs up. But you will have to live with knowing that those thumbs are covered in Bodium cuts. So that's on you. I was actually going to say, did you get the spare ones from Squid's parents? <laughs> 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 the truest and I swear I love you, Squeeb. While Harris recovers from his uh, his crisis, I'm fine. I'm a big strong boy. A big strong boy with the pride of the. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move into the recap. <clears throat> Well, last session, Halcyon received a special quest after declaring his love for the Undying Queen to help Lamtalis study the Veil. Trying to punch himself in the face to get out of it, she just healed him up and made him go again. Down below, Crixia and Tria were having a very different experience with some mild hallucinations along their journey. Squeeb's messaging being interrupted by some kind of static before they find themselves coming to a door with very low temperatures seeping out from it. There's not going to be anything bad behind that, right? Well, I guess let's find out. Beneath the soil, in the eerie sandstone bunker, a magically locked door opens to you, Tria. But before we get to that, Halcyon, <laughs> you step into the veil... And this time you know something is wrong. Oh, this you time. You feel an okay. awful... <laughs> <laughs> you feel an awful nausea wash over you. Ugh. It is a struggle just to maintain your balance as the sand rolls beneath your feet. Wood, wooden creaks and soft whimpers crawl into your ears. And you can taste salt water on the ear. I hate this. <laughs> Remember, if you notice anything, make sure you describe it in great detail so it enhances my notes. Uh, yes, Pentor, remember? I smelled salt water. Oh. I hear wood creaking like a ship. Creaking, go on. Can I like <laughs> try to calm my mind as much as I can to like be really mindful in this moment, even <laughs> though I'm trying to get over the fact that I know that I'm dying, <laughs> standing where I am. <laughs> but to be like Pinto, remember, wants me to focus on this shit. 
Halcyon, get locked in, my guy. Roll me an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Mm. That is a 17. 17's pretty good. Um, there's a brief moment where you are able to still yourself. You realize that the sand is not moving beneath you. The taste of salt on the air might just be the sand. And for a moment, you think you fought back like a, a semblance of control. And then you start hearing cannon fire in the distance. Um, can I uh, use my chronal shift, my last one? Ooh. Reroll that, buddy. Oh, thanks, mate. It's a natural one. Fuck. <laughs> For a three. Oh, no. Damn. The sand. Actually, How you did you it. feel? <laughs> uh, Lamb Talith, however, takes note of a strange sense of deja vu wash over her. It happens. Nothing to read into there. Yeah. As the motion continues, Halcyon, it is easy for you to determine with the mind that you have that you are feeling seasick right now, though you stand in the middle of the desert. Uh, Halcyon turns to Lem Please, I feel ill. Can I please let me exit this? I don't want to do this. But you seem so eager to jump in and help me. It's in the name of the Dragon Queen, after all. Very well. <laughs> Halcyon, like, grits his teeth and hears the sounds, like, the sounds of cannon fire, ocean, I assume, creaking, all of that sort of stuff, the smells that he's feeling, and it takes him back to a very specific time in his life, and he starts to cry. <laughs> Uh, she quickly jots down your weeping. Now, remember, this is... It's not the most helpful if you just cry. I would like specific details. Uh, at this point, we shift back underground. Behind the magical door, Tria, as it opens, it reveals two pillars of bone each with a similar curve and each tapering to a thin point at the top. Each pillar is roughly three feet tall. Uh, the entire interior of this room is coated in icicles that have been formed from the moisture underground that has been flash frozen. And as the door is opened, you can tell that there was some sort of arcane barrier that it formed because you feel the chill hit you. Uh, and especially... Crixia. Uh, Crixia, I need you to roll me an intelligence saving throw. Thanks, Trip. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got a five. It's great to see that the rolling quality has The rolls continue, yeah. <laughs> Crixia, you gain a point of exhaustion from the extreme cold you are feeling. I mean, Desert Wanderer makes sense. I, yeah, cool. This is not a problem. It's fine. Trio walks in. You do so. You feel the chill, but oddly, it does not affect you 
as much as it does Crixia. Crixia uh, will like follow to the door, like shivering. What are you doing? This is awful. I don't know. And she'll turn around, look at Crixia freezing, and go, "Oh," and then just close the door behind her as she walks in. <laughs> what is happening, what? <laughs> Joshua? Jade, what is happening? <laughs> There's nothing stopping you from closing the door. As you close it, uh, the little letters on the outside flash, Crixia, so you know that it has relocked itself. Tria, you have the room to yourself. It is empty. There There were sort of like sections here with various tools that look like they might be used for carpentry, oddly enough. Um, but all of these tools are behind sheets of ice as the moisture in here has frozen solid over them. Can Tria walk up to one of the pillars and just she's just going to like run her hand across one? It is painfully cold to the touch, just barely bearable. Um, It hurts, but you don't take any damage from it. Can she look around and try and... She has assumptions, but can she try and figure out anything else from this room as to why it exists? The door outside spelt feed, right? That's correct. The, The notes... Can I roll another, like, insight perception just to see if there's anything else that Tria might have missed? Yeah, what? You tell me. What check do you think's appropriate here? Uh, Dexterity for sure. (laughs) (laughs) To to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Tria's not taking damage. It's fine. Um, I'll say that if you want to inspect the sort of the bone pillars, you could give me a nature check or to ascertain what all this ice is all about. Um, otherwise, a history check might be appropriate. Um, you know, you're in a good space I, where, when the DM says, if you want to inspect the bone pillars, <laughs> like that's, a, that's a chill place that you want to be. <laughs> totally chill. Don't worry about it. Very chill, actually. But ah, I'm, anyway, uh, hey, <laughs> this is why you're on the big bucks, mate. <laughs> um, I Trio wants to see how and why they're harnessing this. Interesting. Roll me investigation. Fifteen. The only information you have about these bone pillars that is obvious is that they have this incredible cold to them. They freeze the moisture out of the air. And with a fifteen, it's not too difficult for you to put two and two together. What is the most valuable resource in the middle of the desert? What there? And the cold. Very cool. And fun. <laughs> Great. Tria's 
progressed in age, it seems like. In this. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Tria is going insane because of the veil and also because of this. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. That fucking asshole. Tri- something clicks in Tria's mind. And she, like, as she's putting all these pieces together in her head, she, like, drops to her knees on the ground and, like, just starts crying. (laughs) The second the tears form, they freeze solid. She, like, puts a hand to her face, touches the tear... And then gets back up. <sighs> Can she strum her instrument again to unlock the door to go back out? You do your best not to shiver. You play the instrument well enough and the door opens. She quickly closes it behind her again and looks up at Crixia, where she's just got, like, frozen tears on her face. <laughs> as, as the door open and Trio walks back out, like, Crixia's just pacing back and forth, like, slightly manically, like, oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. What? What? I got Tria killed. Oh, my God. What do I do? Um, here's the door open, whips around and, like, runs over, sees the, t- like, frozen tears on your face and starts, like, what like, are you okay? What happened in there? Did are you hurt? And starts like trying to figure out if you've got any like injuries or anything. Tria like looks up at Crixia and you've never seen her more mad. You've never seen her more angry the entire time you've known her. And she looks up and she just says, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to kill him. And she like she like tries to like gather herself so that they can get out of here because the minute she gets out of here she's gonna go fucking kill Fitch <laughs> she's gonna fucking kill that man Crixia looks at her for a second and is like J- just to confirm who we're talking about when you say you're going to kill him because there's a few people I could think of that stupid ginger fuck ah well if you need, <laughs> if you need a hand or somebody to you know keep an eye out more than happy to accompany you on this mission but um in the meantime i've uh, i flipped the switch while you were locked inside I, I i think we've only got one more to find on the other side and then we can skedad skedaddly <laughs> having flipped the switch you hear a series of arcanical machines slowly tick to life you were expecting a fan but first these tiny little nozzles hidden in recesses in the ceiling start to spray water and then as the water hits the veil you see it kind of soaks it in so it clears it from the air and it forms a little puddle beneath your feet and then it starts to reheat again from the fact that you are in the middle of the Poaha Desert and as it forms this new kind of mist the fans activate and it completely clears this room of veil 
Great. Well, that seems quite handy. Well, water, very useful. Who who would have known? Aha. Can Tria try and check to see if it's actually water? Do some kind of like arcana check to see if it's water or something uh, of Do either of you have proficiency in alchemy? <laughs> alchemy tools no. specifically. No. Uh you can roll me a investigation or arcana check. Um, but the amount of information you can glean from it's not great. Okay, okay. Well, I rolled a nine, so <laughs> wouldn't have been good anyway. <laughs> With a nine, it's hard to tell. You could always try drink some. But nah, just looking at it, she's good. <laughs> just looking at it, you, you have no information. It? Be like, Crixia, tell what Tria's trying to do. Like, are you like studying she, it? She like or... was walked over to the like nozzles that sprayed out the water. She wants to know if it's actually water, if water will help get rid of the veil, or if it's just like, like some kind of weird magic bullshit. So Crixia watches her for a second, being like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And then he's like, "Ah, drink some." <laughs> like, just <laughs> sticks a tongue oh out. God drink some. Not the veil puddle, right? The stuff that is encountering with the veil the, puddle? The, yeah, the stuff that's coming out the nozzle. She doesn't get down on the floor and starts, you know, like, she's a little bit more civilized than that as much as people. This roll, is me, why, roll me a <laughs> nature check with advantage. This is why we need Titan. We need rules and structure in this desert, otherwise people just start going fucking insane. <laughs> Drinking fucking veil water and having arguments with themselves. Yes, Vale, the, <laughs> the new energy drink coming in. It's one way to make money. Uh, 16. 16 is pretty good. You, this is more of an intuitive thing. This tastes how you think another thing would taste. You know the Ripsalis, the giant cactus creatures that Bodians harvest? Yeah. This tastes like what you imagine a cactus creature would taste like so I have to stick in her tongue and she's like well that uh, that's an unusual taste that is that is not water great do you know what it is I mean I'm not sure but uh, I, I, it kind of tastes what I imagine that the giant uh, cactus would taste like if you know I try to drink it, but I try not to get that close. I'm not sure I do, though. I don't spend my time imagining drinking cactuses, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it must just be a Boldian thing, then. They they quite like them a lot, for various reasons, but uh, I've personally never tried, but it's kind of what I imagined it would taste like. Okay, we should find this other lever before we go even more insane, and then she's gonna, like, walk out the door and try and go back down the hallway. <laughs> Crixia follows like, I don't know about you, but I'm perfectly fine. You're clearly going insane, no? <laughs> you, head, you head back towards the ramp that should head back up to the previous floor you're on. You're on the fourth floor. But as you look at the ramp, the ramp goes down. The one ramp that you walked down is now going deeper in instead of the direction it should be going. Cool. 
any any signs <laughs> any anywhere on the map that she was given that that even I don't know anything any musical notes anywhere <laughs> nope just an empty hallway just an empty hallway full nothing full Great. nothing guess guess they walked out it what are you what are you guys specifically what are you looking for um, I think, like, Tria's looking for the. Because, I mean, she knows that they're going a little bit insane inside of the veil, but she's looking for any explanation as to why this hallway would have changed. Like, is there buttons or levers or something that would make it move? Is there, like, an extra doorway that she forgot walking through? Is there, I don't know, something in this hallway that isn't an you empty know, hallway? Just as your thinking surely there's a button or a lever or something you spy one there's a lever down the ramp it's a bit smaller and it's not painted to stick out like the previous ones <laughs> Tria's gonna go look at it and see if it triggers like like to see if it's like noticeably would trigger anything can can Crixia see this um, yeah, I think you can. As you, you're looking around, you see Tria staring at something. You sort of, like, wipe your eyes, and then you can see it as well. There's definitely a lever there. It's not painted to stand out like the other ones are, so maybe it leads to something interesting. But mechanically, it looks like it works exactly the same as the fans. Cool. Great. This is fine. Do you think this lever would do anything? Did we pull a lever when we walked into this hallway? Well, the only lever that I have pulled the entire time is the, the you know, the one that we came down the, the red one, but uh... Well do, I mean curiosity killed the cat at all, but I know that we need to get out of here pretty quickly do we pull this lever or do we keep walking? Can we see like where the rest of like the corridor goes or is it just like another long yeah you look you look down the corridor and you see uh, a series of rooms uh each room has a three letter symbol on it uh that you have learned spells bed hmm. and these ones are closed right yeah they're closed um further along that same hallway, um, you see a marking that de- denotes this as the first floor. The first floor, huh? Great. Cool. Um, it seems like we've ended back up on the first floor. Do we need to go all the way back again? It's the fourth floor, right? Where we need to go? I, I I believe so, but I don't really understand how we've gone down and we're up. Well, we don't have... I, I know I'm not great at these things, but typically that's not how up and down works, yes? Typically not. Um, I think it's best that we hurry. Which, should we try the lever? I guess. Crixia pushes it. Uh, you push the lever. You. What are you expecting to happen? What are you looking for? <laughs> 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 you 
You activate the alarm. <laughs> Sirens blare. <laughs> I guess... Crixia, I guess, is kind of just like, yeah, this lever's totally here for something. This'll take us back... Surely. Because down, down is not up. What do you mean? <laughs> down is not up. <laughs> you pull the lever. You hear a click. You hear, again, those slight mechanical whirs that you heard earlier. And then silence. Can we see anything that's changed? Uh, you look around. Nothing seems to have changed. You've done something, but it's not... slightly anticlimactic. It's not visible from here. Well, I would say... You know, there's places to look up there and down here, but I don't think we should split up, so... Where do you think would be a good idea to go? Well, I guess we just need to go... back to where we went, I guess. So that would be... uh, through the bed room, and then through... Tree is just gonna like walk through. She's gonna quickly like as she's like speed walking through, quickly strum the like B E D uh, on her lute again, and then just like as she's walking past, see if anything noticeable is like changed inside of the rooms, or if it's all still. All of the doors open in response to your uh, musical notes. Uh, as you glance through the rooms, bedroom, bedroom, hallway, and you look down this hallway. And it is identical to the hallway you are standing in. There are rooms on either side, all marked with the same three letters. Great. Do you guys just want to like roll up new characters now, or? Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think we should maybe go back. This this is not seeming right. <laughs> I. Could, can Crixia try to call Cork Town? Absolutely. She'll do her, like, um, finger motions spread across the face, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, baby! <laughs> uh, yeah, you throw up some Cork gang signs. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with these, clearly. There's no response. Fuck, I... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that, this is not good. How about we just start running? And eventually we'll find something we recognize. <laughs> uh, I mean... <laughs> typically when you run long distances with no certain direction, you get more lost and more tired. Great. Well, you're the desert wanderer. Please. This is... Well, this is not the desert, but you're no, okay. we are in the desert, but it's fine. Oh, no. Greg's <laughs> a show. Greg's <laughs> a show. Creeksy um, will head back to, like, the, the lever room. Um, you head back, there's no lever. Like, this. <laughs> like the, the, the room with the cold door? There's no, there's no lever in there anymore? No. There's no lever, there's no cold door. For the listener, Josh is fucking loving this. Like, like you know the face you make when you get, like, your favorite meal? Like, when it's like, it's been a good day and you've got your favorite meal? 
times it by ten. That's Josh's face right now. Not only is there okay. no cold door, there is a new door, and this door has the letters F A D E on it. Damn, get a haircut, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, nice barber shop in the middle of this veil. <laughs> uh, Trio will strum the letters. The door opens. There is no overwhelming sense of cold. Instead, you see what looks like a strange little... Uh, it's almost like kennels for creatures, not dogs. These look like odd sort of like yellowish purple jellyfish. Floating jellyfish. Uh, Crixia, roll me a nature check. Sixteen. is nice. pretty good. These are flumps. I'm getting better. <laughs> they are flumps. Yeah. Flumps are creatures of the Underdark. Flumps. They're generally very good-natured. Um, they feed off of, like, residual sort of, like, mental energy, but they never take... They never, ever take more than someone has to spare. They are generally very kind creatures. Except in this situation, in these sort of odd cages they are suspended upside down and hooked up to some kind of contraption some metal machine well I can't say I've ever seen flumps like this before but uh, I do not think this is good it resembles Trius like a flumps right yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> of course you see the flumps point instantly like what do you mean why would you have reason not to trust your senses um, each of these flumps is hooked up to what looks like the easiest way to describe it is like a, a claw machine and they're all sort of suspended upside down from the ceiling you see that they've got little eye stalks that because they're upside down extend beneath them um, and the eye stalks are all one by one they like turn to you guys as you open the door can Crixia I know they're like jellyfish but like can Crixia tell if they're like in distress or like pain or anything like that from this uh you specifically asked the perfect question as you uh rack your brain of the information you have of underdark creatures creatures that normally live deep underground and should not be this close to the surface uh, you know that their colors shift to depict their mood uh, and you can read from the little colors shifting along their body, the yellow and the purple, that they are absolutely in distress. Crixia's face just turns to, like, she's just seen someone kick a puppy. Oh. Like, you know, like, and she turns to Tria. Well, these creatures are not used to being so close to the surface, let alone whatever is happening to them. They are, they're not in a good way. I also know that, uh, they, they do weird mental things with people's energies. Uh, if they're hooked up to something, this may potentially have something to do with what's going on. But don't quote me on that because, again, not area of expertise. This could be a an explanation for the elderly. I, I must say, I, I'm not overly comfortable leaving them like this. They're, I wouldn't wish this on anyone, 
I know, but well, I could think of maybe a few people uh, in general. Do we have time? Does the, do they look smashable? Like, in a, like, <laughs> do a the flumps look smashable? Not the flumps. Sorry, no, no, not the flumps, not the flumps. <laughs> smasher pass like the flumps in these cages. Uh, the first no. five flumps smash. What, uh, what, color, um, what color do they turn when they get aroused? <laughs> oh, no. I refuse to tell you they're flumps. Do the claws Sorry. in the machines look smashable? <laughs> <laughs> the the cages that they're in look smashable. The metal claws look like they'd have to be. Skeets. They look like me. they're That's attached to some kind of. They look smashable. I'm getting on that motorbike. Come on. <laughs> As you look at the cages the cages look like they could be destroyed uh destroyed with simple attacks the claws look like they'd have to be disassembled to not hurt the flumps probably not but uh if you wanted to do something about the elderly i I suppose that we could come back yes i don't know if we would be able to find this again though I guess we'll just have to try, and without the veil might make it a lot easier once we finally find that second lever. Um, Crixie will turn to the flumps and be like, we'll be back for you, okay? I promise. We'll, we'll come back for you. And then we'll, yeah, continue to find a way out of this room that keeps fucking changing. <laughs> like, shh, shh, that's, that's beautiful. Shh. <laughs> The flumps look wide-eyed and scared as you walk away, but also a little, like, drowsy, as if it's hard for them to follow your movement as you leave. Flumps are known to be more intelligent than the average creature. Um, Some of them can also learn to understand a language, but they don't respond to you as if they know what you're saying. She tried. (laughs) Um, Where the ramp was that was going up and is now going down... um, is there like a ledge from where it was like up if that makes sense it's wild because you guys turn around to head back down the hallway the second red lever is there (sighs) and standing next to it the second red lever yeah this is a red lever a red lever that hasn't been pulled and activated and standing next to it is young fetch Trey's gonna lunge (laughs) Yeah, Try- hey, roll me, roll, roll an attack. Well, can I see Fitch before she lunges? I think, I think you could see Fitch, yeah, but you probably don't have time to stop Tria from lunging. Oh no, it was more just like whether I just see her lunge at empty air and then he appears, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Yes, this crazy thing. No, you see him. He, he says, right before we find out if this hit connects or not, he says, What are you... You need to move quickly. We we can't stay in here for too long. What did you get on your attack roll? Not good. That's a six. Six? He sees it, the fist coming, and he, like, catches you to stop you from hitting him. And you feel the, like, 
a little bit of fur on your hand as he catches your fist and then lets go. Um, what? Why? Tria tries to collect herself and, like, she knows that this isn't current day Fitch, but she can't... She likes to think that she would know that he didn't de-age. He didn't just digress in age. She, like, collects herself, doesn't say a word to him, and then reaches out and pulls the lever. Or tries to. Uh, he's gonna reach out to try to stop you. Um, and he says, before, look, before you pull the lever, there's something deeper down that you have to see. It's really important. It's on the fifth and final floor. It's Why do I need to see it before I pull the lever? You know the the rumors that you've heard when you were working in the Purple Worm? Some of them were true. And the answers to those rumors are here. I know those rumors. You wouldn't. And she pulls the lever. Okay. Uh, you easily overpower Fitch. Uh, he's, he's not built for combat. You pull the lever again. This spray. The veil is like sucked into these little raindrops and forms again these little puddles along the ground. Before the fan activates, a little bit of time passes. The puddles return to vapor and it is sucked away. And for the first time in a little while, you can think freely. Fitch is still there. Sorry, really quickly. Um, knowing that it was coming this time, could I like get like a little jar and collect some of the not water? Absolutely, yes. Thank you. Tria pokes him in the forehead. Ow. Who are you? Is this some kind of game you're playing? I don't... This isn't time for games. We need... Look, the bottom floor is something that I think you should really take a look at. That's all I'm saying. Is the veil completely gone from this building? Uh, You can hear it. You can hear on other floors that the spray has activated, fans have activated, and that the veil, if it isn't already completely removed, will be very soon. Trail looks at Crixia. This might be our only chance, and I know we're going insane, but if there is anything in this facility outside of and pokes Fitch in the forehead again, (laughs) outside of this, there could be something. Vil, if you think it is worth exploring, I'm with you. I have your back. Tree's just gonna, like, shoot a glare at whatever or whoever this Fitch is and is going to attempt to make her way to the fifth floor. Yeah. Simple enough. Uh, you turn, you see uh, the ramp heading up to the third floor. You head up to the third floor. There are no bone cages. There are no odd shafts, spears formed all along the corridor. It is relatively easy to navigate now um, as you start making your way to the fifth floor 
Um, while you guys are walking, Fitch turns to you, Crixia. I don't think we've had the pleasure. I'm Fitch. It's uh, nice to meet you. Oh, I'm well, well aware of who you are, and it is not nice meeting you again. Oh, uh, what has Tria told you about me? Honestly, nothing, but I've met you. What do you... I'm pretty sh- sure this is the first time we're meeting. I, I'm pretty good with faces. No, you see, you you are not real. You are not real. You're not really here, or you're some weird creature. I don't know what you are, but you are not the man that is now. So I've met the real you, and you're a, a you're a Koskas, and I don't like you. Stop talking to me. <laughs> she just keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you walk away. Uh, you leave him saying. I'm not the real me. Is this some kind of metaphor? I don't... How do I become I the real like me? <laughs> As you guys... You know, at least we're not the only ones going crazy. The hallucination is also going crazy. <laughs> uh, we pan back to the surface. At this point, Halcyon, the rolling of the sand is back. You hear cannon fire, and you could swear storm clouds are forming above you. You can hear people in Goblin saying under their breath, this is it. This is it. We're done. We're done for. Halcyon, like, falls, falls to the ground on the sand, but, like, as he falls, feels, like, rough-hewn uh, salt wood, like, salted wood, like, the the prow of a ship that he's on, like, splinters in his hands. Uh, and it's just going to basically, like, huddle his knees up to his chest and just start rocking back and forth. It's like in Goblin, he's just going to be like, no, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. This is not real. Actually, would you, could you say that in common? I don't speak Goblin. Halcyon is not present. (laughs) He has lost the train of focus on a Pentor member right now. He is not in a good space. Well, this is disappointing. Um, perhaps you should take a break and we can try again after. And she clamps her hand down on your shoulder. And even though for a <sighs> dragonborn, she's not particularly strong, um, she is still like six feet tall. So she grabs you by the shoulder, drags you out of the cloud. Yeah, as the like hand hits his shoulder, he screams as though he feels like he's been hit by a cannon. <laughs> um, and then, <gasps> like brought back to where he is um, and like oh, uh, wipes his eyes I'm oh, sorry uh, sorry I don't remember I failed you I'm sorry um, uh, uh. she leans down so that only you can hear her and she says well it's it is important that someone does these tests and if you feel like you need a break and she pans so that she's looking at Squeeb Perhaps your other companion could step in instead. Um, Halcyon takes a moment um, and looks over at Squeeb, kind of recollecting the place and space that he is, and looks over um, at Squeeb. What does Squeeb's face look like right now, Carlo? Um, so he's obviously still wearing his goggles. So all you see is like huge, huge black eyes. Um, his jaw is dropped as far as a Bodian can go. Like it's, it's just, it's just like a, a, like a tiny little like circle on his mouth. Um, he's just 
staring basically he's a little bit in shock um he yeah he doesn't know what to do to help you because he's got the the wonderful future with his with his auntie away from the city to to think about now so yeah halcyon sees that um looks at like the shock of um of, of of the kind of potentially the closest thing he has to a legitimate friend um in his adult life um and sees the youth in his eyes and like turns to them telling because he's iron tear what are you going to learn from him and like will stand up brush himself off and go i'm ready to go again what a poor baby Ah, now there's a trooper. Yes, back up, back up, back into the veil. I will. She um, grabs your hand. I will, like, as as I nod, I will um, lean in it while we're in like speaking distance, and I will explain to Lamb Talith the nature of that experience for Halcyon in terms of the sea and the ship and what that means to him and where that has taken him. Um, you are on. It's an odd exchange because you are on the opposite side of someone furiously taking notes as she writes down every little detail you give her. Wait, this is quite interesting, isn't it? From a purely academic standpoint, of course, we are in the middle of a desert, and yet you taste seawater? You can feel the creaking of a boat beneath your feet? Oh, isn't it wonderful? No, it is a memory from a difficult time. Well, over time, you will get to see the the interesting part of this, you know, isn't it? After all, everyone's want, everyone's need to give what they have for our glorious queen. We all seek the embrace of the five-headed inferno. And I'll, like, turn back to the veil and, I guess, step back in again. Really, really oh, hoping amazing. those fans Roll are going to kick in. <laughs> Roll me an intelligence save. Uh, with pleasure. Four. The seasickness, the creaking, everything intensifies. It is really difficult for you to keep your feet now. You can hear uh, goblin children, goblin parents whimpering you can hear someone under their breath is singing what sounds like a a goblin lullaby you hear the crew of the deck sort of like shuffling you can hear their feet moving though you can't see them the clouds above you are darkening you hear thunder and again the return of, of that cannon fire exploding in the distance as the veil is pulled beneath the ground (gasps) <gasps> oh. I turned to Lindalith immediately uh, trying to kind of read her expression of like what has happened roll me an insight check I'd love to Ooh. 22 that's very good she got a natural one on her deception check. She is a little disappointed, in all honesty, that she didn't have more time to run this experiment. Ah, 
Well, it would seem that we'll have to cut our experience short uh, by a hair or two. But you have been very helpful. Uh, Your notes will be added to the rest of my collection. Thank you, citizen, for doing your duty. It is my pleasure, and by the breath of her many heads we are guided. I couldn't have said it better myself. And she leans in and gives you a full hug, Halcyon. With the um, embrace, uh, Halcyon being this close uh, and viewed this fondly um, by a Pentorum member, a real pinnacle uh, in his life, he's just like thousand yard steer over her shoulder. His experience was bad. <laughs> he is not really present. He's trying to be as present as he can be, but that was like, oh. Yeah, for things are rough for old hell. Uh, her embrace is uncomfortably warm. It's as if she's acting as if you are long-term friends. And she holds you close uh, for three or four seconds longer than she needs to and then lets go. I'm very proud of you and your service. Thank you. Grand Pentorum member, I am uh, just grateful to have been of help. Now, let's uh, let's see what your friends are like when they return. I'm sure they will have the most interesting stories to share with us all. Indeed. Um. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Sorry. Just, do you have another one of those? healing potions by any chance I hate to ask if you have a limited supply it's fine but I do not feel well Romeo persuasion check I'd love to no that's a seven a two for a seven As oh wait, hold the, on. If, Apologies. Oh, I can't roll less uh, than a ten on persuasion, so that's a fifteen. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I think even she feels a li- there's like a tinge of guilt here, the tiniest little tinge as she looks at this old goblin man. Uh, why not? Of course, I'll I'll give you a little something. She reaches into her coat and pulls out like a little a little like sixty mil vial of something bright ruby red and hands it to you. I'll just knock it back immediately. Yeah, um, it it's apt at healing physical wounds. Mental wounds, however, will require something else. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> yeah, well. It's, no, look, I don't therapy. condone that, guys. Go get therapy. PSA. Uh, she sort of like claps her hands together excitedly. Ooh, oh, such an exciting day. I will have so much new more information. Uh, and she like skips over to where Squeeb is standing. Um, and just like clocks his face. Are you okay, little Bodian? You look a little stressed. Um, worried. Well, the last time I curled up in a ball like that, my parents had died, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
don't know, I just felt bad for him. What was happening? Was he in pain? Everything is temporary. And she like shrinks down. She like gets on her knees. So she's roughly the same height as you. And she grabs your like your little Bodian, like where cheeks would be on a normal humanoid face. She grabs you and like gives him a little squeeze. Do not worry about him. Everything is fine. Nothing is wrong. Look, any side effects will merely be temporary. What your friend is doing is putting the Dragon Queen first. And that's what we all want to do. Correct? Yeah, sure. She squeezes your cheeks a little harder this time and says, right? That's what I said, right? Yes, of course. Don't be silly. That's better. Uh, and she stands up, uh, clasps her hands firmly behind her back, and stands there eagerly awaiting your companions. We cut down to the very bottom of this odd laboratory through this odd labyrinth, this arrowhead-shaped labyrinth. We make it to the fifth and final floor. There's a single door at the end of a long hallway. And the door, unlike the other doors, the words are written in... There is a single word written in Draconic, but it is not musical notation. It is the word glow. G-L-O-W. Trey's going to turn to Crixia and just say, do you have anything that glows? It seemed pretty little literal before, but unfortunately I don't carry a torch. This dark vision gets me pretty far. Uh, Fitch says, oh, oh, you can, wow, you can read Draconic? Just a little something I picked up. And she's, like, gritting her teeth. <laughs> he, like, tries to kind of, like, take you to the side. Even though this is a straight hallway, there is nowhere to be alone. He kind of tries to, like, lead you over a little bit with, like, a gentle nudge <laughs> so on the shoulder. If he, like, touches her at all, she's going to, like, rip her arm or whatever part of her body that he's touching away. He pulls his hands back. I, look, I don't know what I've done. I, this is a dangerous place. I think this information is important. If you want I can find out what it is and then come out and tell you no no do you have something that glows I I, I don't um, and he like rifles through his pockets um, no uh, perhaps if it's like the other doors perhaps it, we don't need something that glows perhaps it's a low G maybe Opens the door. Tria, like while this conversation. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just. I was gonna say while this conversation's going on, like Crixie is digging through like her backpack and has pulled out like, like flint and some like twigs and stuff, and has started setting like a little mini fire while they're all, like off. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> a tiny little fire. It glows. True. True. Kind of. <laughs> It's a, it's a loose translation of the term, but I, I think Crixie's proven she's not the most intelligent person in the group. But you know what? They're having a conversation, so she's trying to help. Tria's just going <laughs> to squint at him. 
squint at him, look at Kirksey, and squint back at, at, at Fitch. I imagine you're framed. I imagine it's like, it's young Fitch, Tria, standing there staring at each other with a, the perfect amount of space in between them to see you lighting a fire in the background. <laughs> Tr- Tria looks at Fitch and just says, How old are you? Uh, he looks confused and he says, I mean, not much older than you. You know that. Just, just play along with me right now. Okay, how old are you? 22. Hey, no, that's not right. <laughs> We're both still in our teens. And she like takes a step back and just gestures at herself. <laughs> he says, Yeah, you you look great. I don't <sighs> This is not the time to be flirting, you two. Tria's like she's getting angrier, but she just doesn't know how to feel because she doesn't okay, know who sorry. Or what this is. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm getting a little too stuck up. I'll I'll play along. And he holds up one finger. He says, first word? Are we playing charades? I don't... What are we... Tria takes out her lute and strums a, a loji. You strum a loji. Um, as you do so, you see indentations form around the exterior of this final door. And in those little indentations, you watch as sand starts to run through. Uh, Colored sand. It is purple. And it starts to fill in this little recess. And it looks like a timer as the door opens. Inside this room is basically an extended version of the lab that Lamb Talith has above the ground. It is, again, that same canopy of strange plants grown here with magical orbs of sunlight that float and slowly drift between the plants. There are shells and shells and shells of glass bottles filled with dried ingredients. And every surface in this room is covered in alchemical notes. And contained on the very center of the room, hanging in a big glass, uh, like a gourd with a a, uh, stopper in the top, is a faintly shimmering silver liquid. It has almost like the sheen of like a pearl as you look at it. It looks similar to the veil does uh, when it's absorbed by water, but it's just off. It's a a little bit more pink. Can uh, I'm I'm assuming all the alchemical al- alchemical notes are just a bunch of hooey. They're a bunch of fucking crazy bullshit that Tria might not understand. You assume correctly. These are the works of a, a cr- master alchemist. Um, can Crixio recognize any of like the ingredients in the jars? Uh, you go through them. You recognize that some of them grow in Titan. Um, 
but you wouldn't necessarily know what they're for. How many of each jars are there? Like, are there multiple of each one kind of thing? Or Yeah, each shelf has roughly 12 jars on it, and each, each like, shelf is... Uh, sorry, each, like, section has about 12 jars deep, and there are maybe, like, 100 jars total in here. Quixie's going to start picking a jar of each thing and just start putting it I will like... also, just to <laughs> describe them, they are, like... Maybe like this big, um, oh. roughly the size of a humanoid's head. They're pretty big. Oh, they're a bit bigger than I thought. Tria, is that like middle potion, like that very big, not important one that looks important? Is it like hanging or sitting on something? Like so, there is like a rope uh, lashed around the like top part of the glass. And then the rope is suspended from a hook in the ceiling. Uh, Katria, oh, sorry, sorry, continue. you go. And then Katria see if that hook leads to any kind of trap. <laughs> uh, yeah, roll me, roll me a investigation check. Fourteen. Looks clear. Great. If there is a trap here, it is very well hidden. Is this jar roughly the same size as some of the other jars on the tables? Uh, this, the like pearl-colored liquid in the center of the room is uh, a little bit smaller, but it's not far off. It also appears to be the only instance of it in the entire room. Tree's gonna grab it. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys heard at the start of the episode, but my parents died. Um, and it's <laughs> it was a pretty big thing considering, like, you know, I'm not that old. Um, but anyway, make sure you listen to you know our podcast, like always, because we love you guys. Um and Follow our socials because we got those uh, at Last Cause Pod. We've also got a Gmail. Um, you can send us all your horrible stories about trauma if you want. Um, and you know we've also got a Discord, so please get on board with that. Oh, it's, no. it's you know we need more people in there. I think. Yeah, I mean, have a good day, guys. I know where I am. 